Nothing inspires the Catholic imagination quite like the worship of the Holy Eucharist. It has inspired poetry and song. It has inspired art and architecture, all to express love for Jesus present in the Blessed Sacrament. And I think this is because as Catholics, we instinctively recognize the Eucharist as the fulfillment of Jesus' promise to be with us always until the end of the age. St. Thomas Aquinas' favorite image of the Eucharist in his writing was food for the journey. He described the Eucharist as being our spiritual food. Just like our bodies need physical nourishment in order for them to operate, our souls need spiritual nourishment to be fed. And that food is the Eucharist, the food for our spiritual journey. We see that happening in the Gospel reading we just heard, the feeding of the 5,000. Notice that the evangelist tells us that that everyone is gathered there and it is a deserted place. There's nothing there. No way to provide for this crowd. They're tired. They've been there all day listening to Jesus preach. And now naturally, they're hungry. How many deserted places do we have in our own lives? the places where we feel like God may be absent, the situations that we we don't know how they're going to work out, perhaps a situation we have caused ourselves or something someone else has caused in our lives. These are all deserted places, places where we wonder how God's providence might possibly be working itself out. The disciples present this problem to Jesus, and he asks, he tells them something that I've always found very curious. He says, give them food yourselves. He knows right well that there's no food there, that that this is the problem. But Jesus is trying to get them to recognize that he is the solution to the problem, that the answer is right there before them, and they don't see it. How often that can be true in our own lives. We look for answers in every other place except in our relationship with Jesus. Jesus is inviting them into a deeper place, a deeper relationship with him in the midst of this desert that they find themselves in. So they do then find that they in fact have some food and they bring it and they offer it to Jesus. And he performs this miracle. At the Mass, we present to Jesus things that are quite simple. We present bread and wine, the work of human hands. And we offer them to him. And through the ministry of the priest and the invocation of the Holy Spirit, he gives them back to us, transformed transformed into his body and his blood, his soul and his divinity. He takes the small things that we have to offer 
and transforms them into himself so that he can be among us as our food on our journey. He can be our spiritual sustenance to deepen our relationship with him, to draw us closer to him in all of the deserts, all of the deserted places in our lives. The Eucharist is a great gift, a great gift that Jesus has given to us so that he can be with us always. And with every gift, we have to be careful how we treat it. We can't let it become something that is sort of commonplace, something that we don't recognize as being special anymore. And how we treat this great gift starts with our preparation for Mass. It starts with how disposed we are to worship. That begins by making sure that we arrive to church on time, preferably early for a Mass, so that we have an opportunity to pray, an opportunity to make an intention for our worship at Mass. How we respect the Eucharist is also lived out in how we receive Holy Communion. We never receive Holy Communion if we are conscious of grave sin that has not been confessed in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. We do far greater spiritual damage to ourselves by receiving Holy Communion in the state of mortal sin than if we had simply remained in the pew. God wants us to receive every grace when we receive Holy Communion, and we must be properly disposed to do that. And if that means going to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, then we should joyfully receive that sacrament so that can we receive Holy Communion. We approach Holy Communion in the Communion line, and as we come forward, we bow as a sign of reverence to Jesus in Holy Communion. In the United States, it's the norm to receive Holy Communion standing. And we do so either in our hands or on our tongues. If we want to receive Holy Communion in the hands, we're sure that our hands are clean. And we present them as a throne for the Lord. If we're right-handed, we present our left hand with our right underneath. Vice versa if we are left-handed. We hold our hands up so that the minister can place Holy Communion in the palm of our hands. If we receive Holy Communion on the tongue, we respond and say amen to the body of Christ and simply open our mouths to receive Jesus and stick our tongue out a little bit to receive him on our tongue. If you desire to receive Holy Communion kneeling, you're welcome to do so as long as you're able to get back down and stand back up without assistance. How we treat the gift of the Holy Eucharist, the posture, the reverence, the preparation, is all a sign of our love, our love for Jesus, and our appreciation of this great gift that he has left us, the memorial of his body and his blood. My friends, today we give thanks to Jesus for this great gift. We recognize that he comes to us in all the deserted places of our lives to be our food for the journey, to say, I am here, 
with you always. May the heart of Jesus in the most blessed sacrament be praised, adored, and loved with grateful affection at every moment in all the tabernacles of the world, even until the end of time. Amen.